Modern. 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 We're prepping for a voyage. Modern. The force of an old-fashioned equals whiskey mass times bitters acceleration. Why don't you make that a double? Modern Bar Cart. What's shaking, cocktail fans? Welcome to the Modern Bar Cart Podcast. I'm your host, Modern Bar Cart CEO, Eric Koslick. Thanks for joining me for this quick little second half preview episode where we look ahead to the rest of 2021 and check out some of the cool podcast projects we have on the docket. The main reason for this is because, well, I've been busy judging spirits on the West Coast for the American Distilling Institute. It felt really good to finally be able to hop on a plane, get my travel legs back under me, and do this event that normally takes place in January or February. I'm happy to report that the craft spirits biz is not merely alive and well. It seems like the pandemic gave a lot of folks the time and space to innovate, improve their internal processes, and really hone in on the aromas, textures, and flavors that make our spirits and cocktails so exciting and delicious. Of course, not everything I tasted was a resounding success, but that's the point of doing these kinds of events. At ADI, we give a ton of sensory and process-related feedback to folks about how to take their booze from something that might get points for being small batch or local or independent to something that bartenders and home consumers alike are willing to storm the gates for. It's a process. It's a really delicious process, but it also takes a lot of planning and logistics. So thanks to all the distillers and judges who came together to make it happen. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you're curious about how the judging works or how to participate as a craft producer. That said, I want to share with you some of the stuff I'm most excited about for the second half of this year, 2021, which will hopefully keep on getting better and better. In the next month or two, we've got a bunch of cool stuff lined up already, especially in the distillers and authors category. And if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you'll know that we've been focusing more and more on these types of interviews in the past year. Well, that's largely because the pandemic has completely upended the professional bartending and cocktail scene. And I want to let those folks focus on the important stuff, fighting for their industry, innovating like crazy, and locating ways to push forward as hospitality spaces begin to open back up. We're going to get back with these bartenders, but right now the important thing is to support them with our words, our actions, and our dollars whenever possible. In the meantime, though, here's what we're looking at. First up, we've got a little mini spotlight on one of my favorite culinary and drinking cultures, Japan. Very few people know this, but in the almost four years that we've been doing this podcast, I've only ever entirely lost one podcast interview, and that was with a Japanese whiskey expert. We were trying to connect internationally. The internet wasn't working super well on this person's end, and I only had, after we finished recording, one side of a two-sided conversation. So Japanese whiskey has kind of been my white whale for several years now, and I finally have someone lined up who's going to take us through some basics and hopefully taste us through some expressions so that we understand this increasingly popular and totally delicious category. But whiskey does not an entire drinking culture make. We have another interview lined up with some folks who are excited to share with us 
the craft and history behind Japanese cocktails and bartending. They literally wrote the book on it. And to be clear, this isn't like saying, oh, I have someone from the UK to tell us about what cocktails and bartending are like over across the Atlantic. No, Japan has developed a very specific approach to their bartending and cocktail style that is completely unique in its process and aesthetic. It's been something I've been incredibly curious about for several years now, and the stars have finally aligned for me to learn while you listen in. Long story short, I'm very excited about these two Japan-focused episodes. Next, with summer and tree fruit season upon us, I'm also working on a super fun deep dive about cherries. Mm-hmm. You heard me. I love a good brandied cherry, and the more I learn about this fruit and its applications in the cocktail space, the more I've been interested in putting together a specifically dedicated show on as many varieties of cherry experience as possible. Think about it. There's not just brandied cherries, but also cherry distillates and liqueurs like schnapps, eau de vie, cherry hearing, and maraschino liqueur. There's different types of cherries, and believe me, I'm not qualified to speak on this, but I can tell you that we're tracking down some cherry experts who will give us the definitive answers on all the technical details. Cherries, of course, are a very seasonal delicacy, and I want to make sure that you've got a really thorough crash course on them in the event that you have the opportunity to go out and pick your own or source some fresh from a local farmer or food distributor. I'll arm you with the brandied cherry recipe that we used to turn 16 pounds of cherries into brandied garnishes, as well as a bunch of other resources that you can explore on the topic. We had a lot of good feedback from folks about some of the at-home projects that we put out during the pandemic. So we figured, hey, why stop now? So I'm pretty pumped to give you a whole bunch of new knowledge about cherries, and I hope that you do some kitchen and bar experiments and let us know how they turn out. Finally, in the realm of guests we might be hearing from soon, I want to toss a little teaser out there and see if you can guess the guest. I'll give you three hints right now, and if you DM on Instagram at Modern Barcart or shoot us a quick email, I will personally confirm or refute that your guess is correct. Ready? Here we go. Hint number one. This person is responsible in part for a range of products that are really well known and beloved in the bar world and by home consumers alike. That's the first one. Hint number two, this person's company and products are located in a state that borders the state where I grew up. So you need to know a little bit of personal history about me. And finally, hint number three, this person's products have been described on many occasions as the bee's knees. That's all I'm going to give you for now, but again, feel free to reach out on Instagram or via email if your curiosity gets the better of you. I'm happy to entertain guesses and speculation of all sorts. Next, I wanted to share a couple details about some of our longer running or otherwise non-interview style projects that we've been working on. The big one of these, of course, is our Breaking Bloody series. And you know what? Whenever I describe this project to someone who hasn't heard about it or listen to an episode, I get a lot of weird looks, like really weird looks. People are all like, wait, so you've spent six episodes just on the Bloody Mary? Why on earth are you doing that? And what on earth is there to talk about for that many episodes? And you know what? Every time somebody says something like that, I am determined to add another episode to the docket. So there, 
And that begs the question, what's on tap next for Breaking Bloody? So far, here's what we've covered. We've interviewed author and bartender Brian Bartles about the history of the Bloody Mary. We've chatted with Craig LaHoulier about varieties of tomato experiences and some of the heirloom stuff that is a little bit different than normal tomatoes. We assembled a panel of condiment makers, anchovy experts, and recipe testers in our Worcestershire sauce episode. We grilled horseradish and capsaicin scientists while my friend John sweated it out in our two-part spice episode. And finally, we examined three of the signature Bloody Mary recipes developed by the St. Regis Hotel brand in our latest installment of Breaking Bloody. Now, from an ingredient standpoint, that leaves only a few things to consider. The booze component, right, vodka, gin, or otherwise, and the garnish aesthetic. We'll definitely get to these, but what I've been prepping next is a bit more on the experimental and avant-garde side. Quietly, in the background, for several months now, I've been collecting ingredients and flavors that I'd like to use in weird Bloody Mary riffs. We're talking Bloody Mary-style martinis and old fashions, hot Bloody Marys, clarified Bloody Marys, and maybe even a few other surprises. So my ask to you is this. If there's an ingredient that you'd like to see in some Bloody Mary riff, please let me know. It's easier than ever to source bottles from all over the world these days, so if at all possible, we'd love to play with anything from salmon vodka to tomato liqueurs. Hit us up on Instagram at Modern Bar Cart or email podcast at modernbarcart.com with your recommendations. As a little writer on that request, I'd also like to ask that if you have a particular Bloody Mary recipe that you think is awesome, I'd love to include it in a more data-driven project we're planning to present down the road at the culmination of Breaking Bloody. This is a spreadsheet-style thing, right? So I need a single serving recipe with measurements for a single Bloody Mary, not your recipe for five gallons of Bloody Mary mix. So if you've got one of those or can convert it to such a format, please stick that in our inbox if you'd like to be included in that fun little experiment. Next up, let's talk about solo episodes. I've gotten some pretty fun feedback in the past six months or so about the audio essay or special topic projects that we've done on occasion. In particular, folks really enjoyed my thoughts on the art and science of cutting back. So I've been keeping my eyes peeled for the next topic I'd like to tackle. And I recently started making my way down a pretty cool little rabbit hole that might just fit the bill. Epicureanism. If you're a consumer of podcasts, popular media, or if you keep your eye on the New York Times bestseller list, you've probably seen a little or a lot about stoicism and stoic philosophy in the past five years or so. But what a lot of folks don't know is that there was a different school of thought called Epicureanism that was just as or perhaps more prevalent around the same time during the mid to late Roman Empire. Stoicism in many forms persisted as a respected philosophy through the Middle Ages and is still studied today, but Epicureanism was the victim of a lot of ugly partisan smear campaigns that drove it largely into hiding and underground for the better part of a millennium. Of course, we're all familiar with the term Epicurean. Today, it generally refers to someone who enjoys the finer things in life, especially as far as those finer things apply to the senses, pleasure, hedonism, and perhaps even gaudy excess. Essentially, eating, drinking, and being merry. Now, my main beef with Stoicism in today's world is that it has kind of turned into broicism. 
And that's all well and good for the bros of the world, but it leaves me feeling like maybe there's a way of thinking about and relating to the world that will help me reconcile my passion for flavor with my place in the greater universe. In many ways, I think that Epicurean philosophy is a great lens through which to examine this, and the more I read about it, the more excited I am to dispel some common misconceptions about people who choose to live a life of simple pleasures. I've still got some research to do, and I'd really like to find ways to tie this a little bit more closely into the cocktail world. So it might take a little bit, but rest assured that I'm working on some fun Epicurean content for you sometime later in the year. To wrap up this second half preview episode, I wanted to give you a little teaser about a very special episode, numerically speaking, that's coming very soon. That number would be 200, as in we will soon exist in the rarefied air of the 200 episode club. Being that we release somewhere around 50 episodes every year, that means the Modern Bar Cart podcast is turning four years old very soon. And unlike most four-year-olds, this podcast only wets the bed once in a blue moon. Way back in our 100th episode, you know, we kind of played it cool. I had Modern Bar Cart co-founder Ethan Hall interview me on the state of the cocktail union. And that's fine, but when you're talking about multiple hundreds of episodes under the belt, let's just say that the stakes are a little higher this time around. This fateful episode 200 is a little less than two months or seven episodes away, not counting this one. So I've been putting out some feelers, right? And I've got one or two very, I'm talking very exciting things in the works. But that doesn't mean that I'm too proud to ask the audience for suggestions. The plan right now is to interview some folks about a new cocktail book set to launch later this year that is quite literally a once-in-a-generation piece of writing and scholarship. The words definitive, authoritative, and genre-defining all come to mind. Some of you who regularly attend events like Tales of the Cocktail or who follow spirits and cocktail writing very closely may be familiar with what I'm talking about. So I'm very excited to potentially feature this really special project for our episode 200. But again, keep throwing ideas our way. We want to continue making content that you want to hear. And the best way to do that is to tell us what you'd like to learn about. We'll throw our resources at your questions and curiosities so that you can just sit back, listen, and enjoy. I'm Modern Barkart CEO, Eric Koslick. Thanks for joining me for this quick little 2021 second half preview episode, and I'll catch you next week for more great interview content right here on the Modern Barkart Podcast. Cheers. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, there's two big things you can do for us here at Modern Bar Cart. One would be to tell your friends and family if you think they'd enjoy listening to us talk about cocktails. And if they don't download podcasts, they can always stream our episodes on their desktop directly from the show notes page at modernbarcart.com. The other thing you can do to help would be to head on over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars are great, but we're more interested in your feedback. And the beauty is, the more reviews we have, the easier it will be for other folks out there to learn about our show. We're trying to start a cocktail revolution here, and by spreading the word, you're helping us fight the good fight. 
can always reach us by emailing podcast at modernbarcart.com if you're looking for cocktail or bartending advice, or if you're a pro who would like to pull up a mic and be interviewed for all to hear. Also, definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Bar Cart for cocktail porn, recipes, and entertaining tips. And keep an eye out for new product releases and special offers, which are happening all the time. We love our listeners, and we really enjoy giving you exclusive discounts and sneak peeks at our latest and greatest cocktail projects. This episode may be over, but for you, the mixological fun and adventures are just beginning. So remember, folks, drink responsibly and experiment boldly. This episode was made possible with editing and sound design by Samantha Reed and a little bit of talking into a microphone magic by yours truly. This has been a Modern Bar Cart production, copyright 2021.